0: You are listening to the B2B Marketing Mindset with Pete Monfrey and Bill Lowell. We want to help demystify marketing to reduce risk, drive more and better opportunities and grow your business. Are you ready to master marketing?
1: What's it like up there in the land of the Yeti?
0: It's actually beautiful today. Ah. Actually. We're, well, my beautiful and your beautiful might be different, but we have 50 degrees and sunny, so I'll, I'll right. take it. So, 50 I degrees is
1: beautiful in wisconsin just so you know
0: yeah, um, it is
1: yeah, we're anyway in the middle of
0: summer. we're in the middle of summer it's 50 degrees here beautiful well, let anyway.
1: me see what the uh title is that looks like we're ripping on consultants today
0: no 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 oh. we're gonna we're gonna help people work with consultants aren't we
1: that's it absolutely <laughs> this is a big deal and i hope that if you're watching right now you'll keep watching because uh, this is a huge deal. I'm surprised we didn't think of it sooner to talk about it, but uh, it's it's there's there's two parts to it. There's a, we're going to talk about the myths that surround consulting, right? That's just a it's almost a four letter word, except for it has more letters, right? Uh, yes. But uh, consulting, advisors, experts, hiring them, with the myths about them, and then how to leverage them so that you have a good, successful engagement, which is what everybody wants, right? Excuse me, it's live, can't edit that out. Uh-huh. Um, and so one of my favorite myths is uh, they steal your watch and then bill you to tell you what time it is. That's a, I like that one. It's the name of a book, actually. But, is it? Uh, yeah, but what they're saying there is that they tell you what you already know. And I've actually heard people say that. I've actually had somebody say to me, "What? why would I pay that much money for you to tell me what I already know? Now, look, I try to be graceful here, but let's just say that. No, he didn't. He did not know and he did not know what he didn't know. And but that's not what consultants do. Yeah.
0: yeah. And and like I, I think it's important, too, though. I mean, sometimes we, we do tell people something that they think they already know. It might be a modification to it. But uh, like I said, if they're, they're not going to hire you in the first place, unless they have some doubts or have some curiosity about what's going on. So even if you can confirm something that the client's thinking, I think that that's a good thing. It just depends, well, right. but usually in, that's not the case. But that, in that practice,
1: well, right. I mean, that cliche is often repeated, but then yeah, in actual practice, like so many things, uh, some of these myths are grounded in truth because a lot of them are actually talking about bad consulting and there's a lot of bad consulting. But yes, confirmation of your ideas uh, I just, I had a complete, like, mental makeover by uh, a, a, an associate of mine, David Baker. I urge you to look him up. Uh, and uh, it wasn't that I learned anything new from David's books and, and his writings. Uh, and, and I told him this, by the way. Um, <laughs> I didn't learn anything new from you. Uh, but, but what was even better is it confirmed a lot of the things that I knew but maybe had had been doubting or even drifting away from the things that I knew. Uh, and so. Um, but that's but I think that's one myth. Um, you know, I think uh, what's another myth?
0: Well, sometimes they think that either consultants are really, really too expensive or they're just for the big people. You know, what I mean, like the all only the right. big companies can hire a consultant and, you know, I, I I'm sure you, you know, agree with me. I mean, I think that's just not the case. It doesn't have to be expensive. And, you know, I'm sure, you've done this too. I mean, there's times I've done work for hourly or or write projects. So it doesn't have to be right uh, something that, that is expensive. And by the way, even if it was expensive, I look at it as what's the cost that you were going to make a huge mistake? Or what's the cost of you going down the road? Or what's the cost, if you took it in marketing terms, of of you doing all of this stuff, whether it's you name it, you know, uh, putting yourself on the radio or doing something else. And then all of a sudden that costs you a lot of money. Sometimes it's, it's hard to correct that. So,
1: well, you you almost took the wind out of my sails that I was going to oh, add sorry. to your statement. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. You could do that. You were friends. I, what, you know, no, but I was going to say that, uh, you know, sometimes, um, see, now I lost my train of thought. Uh uh-uh, oh, that's okay. Just I was reminding you where you know, we were.
0: <laughs> this is the this is the fun of having two older guys sitting talk and then we forget yeah. what we're talking about. This, this is, is that's it. A, this is that's a, a myth
1: too. That's a myth. That, you that's know, why we're uh, you know. Well, we were talking learning.
0: about we were talking about sometimes what's the cost of making a mistake, yes. or what's the cost of so going down the wrong road. You
1: know, I was going to say that if you think they're expensive. You're you're probably not looking at it or working it or leveraging it. That's kind of the you know the thing that we're saying. This is if you're not really leveraging them, them so they pay for themselves plus a multiple of that, yes. then you're doing it wrong. Now you you can argue, and I, I think I put this in the post that. It's kind of the consultant's responsibility in those cases if they take on those clients that need that kind of education to help them leverage the consultant. But, you know, that's I'm being a little idealistic there, really. Um, And oftentimes fees are such that you don't have time to teach the client and do the work. You've got to pick one or the other. But. um, But I think uh, I think that's a huge problem. Uh, And it's is it anyone's fault? Not necessarily. But. It can certainly undermine what could be a very profitable and good relationship. Um, That would be another one is that uh, consultants are sort of mercenaries that get flown in just for a short period of time. Maybe not. If you if you want to get value, think of it in a longer term. Now, that might sound self-serving, but. But think about it: the more granular the knowledge, the more experiences, the more ongoing the nature. You don't have to keep bringing someone up to speed, and then you're also able to adapt to changing conditions as they come at you. Right. Which you're not going to be able to do if you keep changing horses. You got different people. You're listening to twenty different opinions. Have you ever had that? So, man, I keep asking for advice, and everybody says something different.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you're how many? You ask the question how many people have been here before me and if they tell you two or three you you know i I don't know about you but i run like heck because that's not quite they're waiting until they get the right the right answer you know or you know and and by the way sometimes that's something we should talk about too pete sometimes you might have a, a president or a ceo and maybe they do have the answer but they need somebody from the outside to tell it to their Leadership, or their management, or their well, employee, and it gives them credibility. You
1: know. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know what? A good consultant's going to back up whatever it is they're recommending with data. Okay. Yeah. There's a, this myth that consultants know the answer or are guessing, just like you're guessing. Yeah. Not a good one. And again, there are bad consultants. Hey, I just learned that we have a nine-point how to leverage a consultant little easy-click download thing that's going to be in the comments. Um, and uh, just nine, nine ways that you can really squeeze squeeze every dollar out of us uh, as consultants. But I think this idea that we know the answer, like I got it on a shelf behind me, right? But I'm not giving it to you until you pay me, all right? Yeah. I just have to walk back there. It's no problem. But, I, you know, I got to write a check. No, here's the, here's the truth, right? Truth about marketing. Consultants, especially the good ones, they intentionally don't know anything but they know the questions to ask, you want them to be objective. You don't want to come in with them thinking that they already know the answer. They know the questions, they know the process, they can facilitate individuals or teams to collaborate. Remember, we're talking about good consultants, right? Yeah. And fa- and
0: lead to the answer, right? Together. So and, uh, we don't know the answer going in? Are you kidding? Well, me? and there, by the way, like you said, there are some that do. Um, and and unfortunately or fortunately depending on how you want to look at it i mean some of the really larger firms they know the answer is going in before they Well if you're good because you can get cuz that's what close. they're selling. Yeah. No no i'm i'm being facetious but and and i have worked for some of the firms. Oh you're talking about the McKinseys
1: firms. that put
0: up a front well, i bat. wouldn't mention anybody's names but oh. but you know you know but but some people do go in with you know and maybe it's something that they're maybe they've already done a lot of their research or maybe that but that's kind of their their selling point they're going to go in and and sell what they've got well yeah uh, you're talking
1: cookie cutter large scale you know everything you know same solution again it's like yes that's kind of the challenge with this topic is that you can't say that those cliches are not necessarily true (laughs) right because we do see it a lot because oftentimes hey listen to be to be truthful uh we're often cleaning up the messes of these bad consultants so good consulting like what does that look like right a a good consultant's gonna have a pretty clear they're gonna help you by the way they're gonna be like hey we should set a clear scope and have an agreement and hey let's set some kpis let's set some key performance indicators run away from a consultant who doesn't want to be measured
0: Yeah.
1: yeah i'm just full of good advice today
0: no, that actually, that is really some, some great advice. And and I love what you said, you know, make sure you've got your goals and some other things clearly articulated and that it's very clear between the outside consultant and you be, but by the way too, if you don't know what it is that are your goals to put down, might be another consultant or it might be a different type of engagement where maybe that's what you want to figure out with your consultant. But But I always say if you if you go into an engagement and you don't have those goals clearly articulated, just like you said, it's going to turn into a mess because it just keeps on going. The goalpost keeps on being moved, you know.
1: Well, I think that and, you know, we always strive to be useful on this program and and give you tools that you could use. And so let's talk about what we mean by that setting a goal, setting an objective, because everybody thinks they know what we're saying. But. A consultant is going to have a real different idea of what a goal or objective looks like than you are. In fact, smart goal uh, that you may have heard of is getting close, right? But it's going to be very, very specific. It will not be vague. Uh, It will have numbers usually over time, right? Like real objectives, okay? so. And, and again, it is the job of the consultant to, if, if you're not, don't, you know, don't be afraid to hire a consultant because you don't know this consultant secrets, a good one's right. going to help you figure this stuff out and walk you through it. They're going to have a process they can demonstrate, right? They might not right. have the answer, right? But if you say, draw your process on the board for me as to how you're going to solve, figure out, solve this problem, right. they should be, no problem, let's go.
0: Exactly. Well, right? or tell you that, you know, maybe we don't have, Enough time, or maybe we don't have enough resources, or maybe the goal—talking about your SMART goal—maybe it's unrealistic to expect that I'm going to grow this company by twenty percent in the next six months. I mean, so those are all things to have down too, so you can you can objectively look at that, you
1: know. Well, they still be able to draw their process. It's just that you might not be able to afford it or something. And here's yeah. one of the things: the process is the same, even if it's a huge project, small project. Process yeah. is the same. And the and the second thing is. I think what you're getting that there is in in the old parlance back in the day when we wore onions on our belt, as was the custom at the time, uh, that meant, you know, something else. Uh, It's a yes man, I think is the terminology, where it was every idea the client had was a great idea um, because they're really there just to get the money. And so I did a video called appeasement marketing versus results marketing. You can find it on my blog, but it's. Are we here to appease you or are we here to get you results? Because a lot of times those look really different. So a really good consultant is going to challenge you, going to push back on you. Um, they're not handling you with kid gloves. we are not here to be your mom, right? Bedside manner is not a thing in our business. Getting, that, getting you to that extremely clear objective is. Um, what else? Myth or how to leverage? What do you got?
0: Well, I'll give you, a, I'll give you a one of each, but the other, the other thing that I would say is both, but it starts as a myth, but you got to be careful because it also can help you with the leverage. Only because I've worked for some of the largest, you know, management consulting firms in the world before, um, before I started my own business, I kind of know sometimes there's something called a bait and switch. So you you get the top person when they oh. come in and they're talking to you and you're you fall in love and you think oh this is going to be great this person is going to really help me and then when you start the assignment whatever it is there's other people doing that work and uh right you know, junior level people clear,
1: less expensive people exactly. that's how you make money i think it's prevalent in the large firms maybe not as much in the very small firms um and but then let me let me throw the opposite side of that, because you know, we've yeah. also been clients. Like we buy consulting yeah. for God's sakes. Of course. Um, of course. So, you know, the other side of that is um you know, how do you how do you how are you able to foretell that you're going to get, you know, a good match when you're hiring well, someone uh particularly on that point, which you I don't know if you can know until you've started.
0: Well, no, no, I think you can. I mean I think Okay, so let's say somebody wants to engage you, Pete. I mean, they, they could say, do I get you, Pete, or am I gonna end up with somebody else that's gonna be doing the work or somebody's gonna be working with, you know? So I think, I think that can be very clear. And, and by the way, you asked how to leverage. I think that that's another good leverage point. Am I going to have the relationship with you or somebody else or who else is gonna be involved or how is this gonna work? I think you need to ask that question.
1: Well, I don't know if you remember, because this was a long time ago. I won't hold it against you if you don't remember. But okay. when the agency was growing, we had this exact problem where everybody wanted to work with me. yeah. And we, and we, and we had to hand them off to somebody else or we couldn't even stay in business. And, right. when we, and it took us a while to figure out how to make that handoff in a way that was honest and transparent. And, we fig- and the way to do it was we actually brought those people with us from the very first meeting. Exactly, And so it wasn't really a handoff as much as and and I found that most clients understood that, you know, we had a giant office to pay for. And so, you know, I had a a job, but I was always available to them, though. I mean, that's important, too. So if you're in a situation where there is a handoff and you know it's coming and that person that you like and can work with but the senior is always available to you and also actively checking in with you, right? And really being part of the process. I mean, we worked on client stuff back at the office, right, together all the time. I mean, you know, um, it doesn't mean that they're not involved.
0: I remember, I mean, and same thing with me. I mean, you still were looking over things. You were still not gonna let something get out the door that you weren't totally satisfied, I mean, so,
1: i lived at the office exactly you it's were still true.
0: involved but, <laughs> i had a futon you, in
1: my office to sleep on i did
0: but it but it goes to your point which i think is a really good one <laughs> if you're gonna have other people bring them in early on so that that somebody knows oh i see this other person can right. be involved and, you know and i i take the accounting uh relationship so like for example i think for the most part i think accounting firms do a really good job with that you know i mean we have one that we worked with for a long time i mean a lot of times, yeah, there might be a senior partner that's, in, that's responsible for us, but then there's might be a manager or somebody else that's doing our taxes or doing our other stuff. Right. But we know them and we're working with them and there's no surprise. That's the thing. There's no surprise.
1: Well, great example of this. Um, you know, I've been in this business a long time. I know how to do every part of the business. I can develop websites. I can shoot video. I can do all kinds of things, right? But I don't. Here's why. I can buy that talent for less money than I charge exactly. and better talent than me. Yeah. And that's my responsibility to the client. You don't want me cleaning out your list. Okay. That's too expensive. <laughs> and so when you're, when you have a hierarchy like that, this, this allows agencies, firms, even individuals to be more competitive because they can you know, the money that you're paying, which sometimes can be steep, doesn't always have to be, but it can be mm-hmm. steep. Uh, it's focused on what counts. It's not busy right. work. You don't want consultants doing busy work. And a good one won't do busy work, by the way. Right. But you mentioned RFPs earlier and I and I said we got to do a whole episode on RFPs,
0: but I'd love to touch on that. And, and for the people that have no clue what we're talking about, requests for proposals. There's a lot of organizations or, you know, sometimes it's an RFQ, you know, if you're in the construction trades, you know, for qualifications. Yeah,
1: request for qualifications, but but, a little bit better. But,
0: you know, I I am just to give you a trigger warning. I am so against this, just so you know, and I'm going to trash it, because in my opinion, like the the request for proposals, we see a lot of people they'll throw out and I have clients that will do this. They'll they'll send out 10 proposals or 10 RFPs. To people randomly or they get this list and then whoever comes in with the lowest price gets the job or the one that looks the closest. And, uh, you know, in my opinion, and and I want your uh, point, too, which we just talked about, in my opinion, you have just had the lowest common denominator of the expertise that you're going to get because you've just whittled it down to price. And it's like and you you've said it and I've said it. We won't even respond. I won't even respond to an RFP. If it comes in the door, it goes in the trash. You
1: know. Well, the best best firms have learned, maybe through trial and error, um, that it's not worth it to try to reply to these RFPs. And so it deserves a whole episode because there are many different facets to this, right? And many industries run on this RFP process. But understand, if you're on the um, you know if you're on the receiving end of an RFP. It's going to take a fair amount of work to put that together. And basically, if you're selling expertise, I think, you know, it works great for desks, I would imagine. But if you're buying expertise, you know, the client has already prescribed the solution because they want everybody to be bidding on the same thing. And so if everything's the same, um, what is left to talk about? The price puts all the Everything is on the price. They might even tell you they have elaborate waiting systems, right, to, to convince you the price isn't the thing. You know what? Listen, you aren't going to win it. You're going to put a lot of time into it. You might win one out of ten. I think that's the average that I always hear. That seems yeah. to be my, you know, back in the day. Yeah. And really, literally, we take phone comes in the mail. If that never happens anymore, usually it's email. I just, I used to say I throw them in the trash, but now I say I command delete. Yeah. Uh, Because why? Uh, And and again, the good firms, we have enough work that we don't have to jump through all your hoops. And usually the solution uh, outlined in the RFP is not going to be good for the client. It's Because why do they
0: need me then? exactly i mean i've seen that so many times where it's like are you joking me this is what you're you're trying to, to get and you, it's almost laughable but it's like you just it's you know, sadly it's, it's, laughable it's really really it is very sad you know my sandler and,
1: trainer taught me a a a thing to ask uh if, if you've ever sitting in a meeting and 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 you're trying to see if that they have a problem that you can solve if is there any pain here i've actually had i had an old guy that he was really a nice guy. I had a good sized business, uh, pretty well known founder uh, here in Austin. And we're sitting down with him in his office. And I just can't seem to, you know, everything's hunky dory with this guy. I'm like, finally I said, this is what my trainer said. Can I ask you a question? Why am I here? <laughs> he and this is the only time this ever happened to me. He said, I just love talking to people and learning about them.
0: <laughs> okay. There you go. There you go.
1: And then I did hang around for a little bit and got to know him a little hopefully, bit.
0: But hopefully he had good coffee or good snacks for you. So, you know, <laughs> can I mention one more thing on the RFP? And then we should we should switch to, like, how can you how can you do how to well? leverage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so the other thing that kind of bothers me and one of the other reasons why a lot of good consultants don't uh, partake in the in the RFP process is because somebody's going to steal their stuff. So it's like, and you know, when I was younger, you know, we did a little bit of that. But it's like, and then all of a sudden I would see like the one that they gave it to for the lowest price. They gave them our methodology and I'd go, well, that just, that just, I just handed them a ton of free, you know. you were saying you didn't
1: steal it. You gave it away when you were, when you were in the younger days of the consultant. Yeah, where you did a lot of work and a lot of research and then, and yeah, there's definitely theft of intellectual property during that. So, I mean, again, the good consultants are going to have the focus completely on you. They're not going to have a long-ass proposal that you know tells you all the solutions before they've even had a chance to learn more about your specific situation. Here's another thing. Consultants, one of, you know, how can a consultant help me? They don't know nothing about my business. Um, yeah, we do, because businesses aren't that different. But you might want to have somebody that's at least worked in your industry or peripheral in reality, it doesn't much matter, but that's a pretty hard sell. But it does help sometimes to have industry knowledge. We're a B2B agency, for example. You know, we work with companies that sell services. It doesn't mean that we can't help a manufacturer. It's just that's not where the bulk of our experience is. Um, but it's, what what counts is, you know, that all that background knowledge and that repetition of working with companies like yours, there's no other company exactly like yours in the universe, okay? Mm-hmm. So yours is very unique, and... The process is the same, the information, the problems that we see are the same, but each client, that granular detail is what we need to understand. You don't have to teach us about how your kind of company generally goes to market, but we need to know how you specifically go to market, right? Uh, So, uh, how do you get, uh, how do you squeeze the most juice out of one of these guys? Do you like all the accents? I just, I just spontaneously. I'm enjoying that. that. And
0: I suppose you're probably thinking, why do I I do that Canadian? I should give my Canadian access being, you know, up, up. Well, that's probably
1: a real stretch for you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, so your question is how, how can we turn this to benefit the viewers that are maybe hiring a consultant? Is that what you're saying?
1: Yes. Assuming they're still with us.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Okay. Well, the ones that like your accent are still with us. All right. All right. There you go. You know, to me, I think, I mean, there's lots of tips that I'll give, but I'll give you a couple, and then I'd like to hear what you have to say, too. In my opinion, I think it's got to be a good fit. And we could have a whole, you know, conversation on a podcast about a good fit, but, you know, you got to feel right about who you're hiring, too. And so if you have any nervousness about it or it just doesn't feel right, you know my recommendation is probably not a good fit you know hire
1: right. so, somebody- so try to find somebody that's a good fit not just from a, a you know hey this guy's a super expert but is it right. a fit with your company's culture is it a fit yeah. with you? so i uh, i do something that i i think is somewhat unique it's equally important to me if i'm working with a founder what's the company's objectives what is your personal objectives right yes. my job is to make those line up believe it or not yeah. uh, and there's a hierarchy of loyalty company first founder second everybody else after that right and so uh one thing i wrote down was provide the necessary information and resources mm-hmm. give the consultant what they need to do their job don't be exactly. trying to hide stuff on you know i ain't giving you no P- P- and nail i'm not giving you the login our google analytics or you know making you a administrator you know whatever it is why what why am i here yes okay um, so
0: I, I actually, I, I like that. So give them the tool besides the good fit. Make sure you trust them enough and give them the good tools to actually do their job is what you're saying. To do too. the
1: job or job uh, yeah. they they do. You know, they, they, they thrive on information. Right. You can't err on the side of too much information right there. If you've been in the business for a while, you've gotten very good at drinking from a fire hose yeah. because in reality, a busy consultant might be drinking from like, oh, four fire hoses at once. Okay. Yeah. You don't see that, right? Because you're the most ho- important hose in the world. <laughs> what? Oh. Um, but 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 behind the scenes looks very different. I mean, there are systems to keep track of that information. Uh, it's all confidential. I mean, all of these things. Um, so the other thing you mentioned, trust, that gets earned over time, right? So yeah. uh set realistic time frames like yeah. don't look at a relationship with it now there are some types of consultants that are a short hit right and they're out the, you know yeah. whatever but if if it's a strategic advisor on that level look at it like a longer term relationship where they're going to be there you're going to be able to pivot when needed you're going to have regular contact points i wrote down uh, uh
0: establish clear communication channels right? definitely <laughs> and, and channels and timing pete because i think and timing okay how often are we going to talk and what are we going to do because i think that that's really important
1: well right how often are we going to talk this is always excruciating for everyone whether it's the agency the consultant or the client but those weekly little 15 minute 20 minute touch-ins you know yeah. nobody likes it crucial to success you must do
0: yeah. it um I, I really think so and i mean that's where things starts to those are the things start to go wrong. If you're if you're going to start missing those, because it might be a little it might be a little thing that somebody has a question. And but if you don't have those conversations, then those little things start to get to be big things. And then you start to erode. The well,
1: interest. in communication channels, we had a client that used no less than six different channels to communicate. So you'd be like. Where was that message? Was it on Slack? Was it on uh, Basecamp? Was it on in my email? What was it a text? Right. Yeah. The chances are that some critical piece of information question or something they're going to miss. Somebody's going to miss it. And for the consultant, it's usually something that there's something really important the client needs by tomorrow. And yeah. they send it via messenger and Facebook and then you, you don't get it somehow. And now you're in trouble. Right. So um, be open to new ideas and perspectives. Right. A consultant is going to challenge what you believe. Mm-hmm. What did Mark Twain say? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's what we know that just ain't so
1: what. Yeah, that and if you're long held beliefs could be wrong, mostly right.
0: Or if if you if you're a basketball fan and you remember John Wooden, who used to be the winningest coach at UCLA, he said, I can't believe all I've learned after I thought I knew it all.
1: (laughs) Yes. uh, You know, but that's almost at the center of why you might bring in when we talk about consulting again, loaded word, but consultant, advisor, any, any, you know, people that sell expertise, right? What does that mean? What are they selling expertise? Well, they're selling the repetition of seeing the problems and the situations again and again and again, sometimes in the thousands of times. It's hard to get this across to people. Um, But these, uh, the expertise is in the form of advice, of recommendations. What are the deliverables? Would you want a big report? What if I could tell you the answer to solve your $10 million problem in one sentence? Do I still need to write a 50 page report for you? Right? Um, so uh, trust their expertise, regular feedback, and be open to things that really might look, you know, there are sometimes things that we introduce that sound 180 degrees the wrong thing to the client. Now, this is yep. a client that's struggling their ass off with that one thing. So right. my wonderful coach uh, also taught me to say, how's that working out for you? <laughs> right. But she was had more like a, 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 a gentler delivery than me, apparently. Uh, but, uh, but I think that's really important. And then monitor the process. I said earlier, um,
0: well, if, you're, if, if, you're if they don't want to be sparkle. measured,
1: that's a red flag.
0: Right. Yeah. I was just going to say, if you got your smart goals, it kind of gives a blueprint for the client to be able to see how are we doing along the way. You know, Um, I mean, we even have
1: certain documents that keep track of dates and do and who and what. And it's just a constant keeping up with that.
0: Yeah. If I can mention two more things to make sure that that relationship is good. Sure. Absolutely. That's going to be plenty of time. Okay. One of the one of the things is I'm just going to mention it. Uh, It's the B word, you know, and that's the budget. And so a lot of times people will play games with that. And, you know, I'd I'd rather somebody be honest and tell me what they've got to deal with so that we can try to make it work versus, well, you tell me. Because it's like, you know, if if you're going to end up playing games, it's going to probably end up costing you a lot more in the long run. If we, you know, if you tell us up front, we're probably going to be able to help solve your problem within a reasonable period of time you know, you
1: know we're, we're putting that document online for people to download you get a link in the in the comments to the it was nine things it is now ten things share we'll the get, budget or at least arrange and i'll write a little bit about that but yeah you know give us a sense right because look we don't want to waste your time talking to us and we're not even close to being a match we just had this yeah. happen at a company that uh Uh, was very, very interested in doing a full, you know, overarching plan, which really was the right thing to do. And they were very concerned about their message and how they were languaging things and, and this sort of thing. And we spent a lot of time. They went silent for a while. And then they came back and they said, Hey, we basically and, you know, in so many words, we want the exact same thing that we expected from the plan, but we just want you to review this deck. And I made the mistake of not getting an understanding of what kind of budget they were looking for. So, of course, in order for me to evaluate a deck even, first of all, it assumes that I know anything, something, yeah. but I can evaluate it and make help you make whatever your argument is, however flawed, better. Uh, but I'm still gonna have to ask you all the questions about your company, about your market, about your target audience, all the same things we would do for a plan. They wanted the same output as what a plan would do, but in their minds that was that was worth a couple hundred dollar review of a deck. We didn't get that project for some reason.
0: Well, you didn't. You probably want to take it, you know. If that's the case.
1: <laughs> well, I think what they didn't understand that the fee that was represented represented real labor and time that went into eva- that, You know, to, right. it sounds easy. Could you give us some feedback on this deck? Well, if you want feedback, you can use. It's going to take time, but more importantly, what is it worth? What is that expertise worth in dollars to your company? Yeah. What if it helped you raise your close rate by three points? Worth a few yeah. grand to you, right? Yeah. All right. You had a couple more.
0: Uh, the only other one and and you might disagree with me on this. I, always, and, and I guess part of it's going to depend on the, you know, on the engagement, but like one of the things that I have a real problem with is when I'm hired and I'm working harder, To try to solve the client's problem than they're willing to work themselves and that means a whole lot of things it could be they're not willing to do the implementation it doesn't maybe it means they didn't get me the material i need but it's like when i step back at the end of the day and i go you know what i i'm working so much harder on deadlines and everything else than they are that's when i step back again and go maybe this isn't the right relationship for us so to me that's an issue but maybe not for you but maybe well you not might have
1: me. anger problem no that's a, that's, oh, yeah, a that's, that's a legitimate uh thing um and uh that might be need to be number 11 on the list actually um yeah. but there's but a good consultant's going to help i mean to summarize it up you know there's things that you can do to leverage uh, bringing expertise into your organization—it might be expertise you're missing. It might be that you need the objectivity. You have all the expertise in the world. You need. You might right. need a capable pair of hands to do something that's fairly technical. You might need a yeah. facilitator. Whatever it is, it doesn't have to be a train wreck. And there's—and you have control over that.
0: You've been listening to the B2B marketing mindset with Pete Monfrey and Bill Lowell add to the conversation by commenting, sharing and liking. And don't forget to subscribe and check out the links in the comments. Learn more at b2bmarketingmindset.com.